and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with the Medical ID Jewelry Company in Texas so that you can equip your family and yourself against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a treasure for your home. Highly recommend one. And you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, which you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 133. And if this is your first time being here on the podcast where we do provide uh, a place for all of us to read the Bible in a year, welcome. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to read the Bible in a year, okay? That's the difference with this podcast. I'm just glad that you're here, maybe for today. Maybe you'll be here for a week. Maybe you'll be here for a month. Maybe you'll continue the rest of this year uh, and then just go back to all the episodes before now and finish it out. You can absolutely do that. You don't have to wait until January 1st next year. You don't have to. That's the beauty of this. We have freedom with it. But what the goal is is to get you into the habit of sitting in God's word each day, at least five days out of the week, right? So you can do that, or you can absolutely stop this episode, go to episode one today, and let today be your first day in reading the Bible in a year, right? It's all good. Just glad you're here. If you've been here since the beginning, please continue to share this with people. Have the courage May you be empowered to do so. It's so important that we start this habit. It's a life-giving book. It's a transformational book, and it's here for all of us, whether we know it, whether we believe in it or not. So keep spreading the word. All right, today we're going to be reading Ecclesiastes 4 through 6, Psalm 125, and 2 Timothy 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. The Evils of Oppression. Then I looked again at all the acts of oppression which were being done under the sun, and behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and that they had no one to comfort them, and on the side of their oppressors was power, but they had no one to comfort them. So I congratulated the dead, who are already dead more than the living, who are still living, but better off than both of them is the one who has never existed, who has never seen the evil activity that is done under the sun. I have seen that every labor and every skill which is done is the result of rivalry between a man and his neighbor. This, too, is vanity and striving after wind. The fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. One hand full of rest is better than two fists full of labor and striving after wind. Then I looked again at vanity under the sun. There was a certain man without a dependent, having neither a son nor a brother, 
yet there was no end to all his labor. Indeed, his eyes were not satisfied with riches, and he never asked, And for whom am I laboring and depriving myself of pleasure? This, too, is vanity, and it is a grievous task. Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls, when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. A poor yet wise lad is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive instruction, for he has come out of prison to become king, even though he was born poor in his kingdom. I have seen all the living under the sun throng to the side of the second lad who replaces him. There was no end to all the people, to all who were before them, and even the ones who will come later will not be happy with him, for this too is vanity and striving after wind. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, Your Attitude Toward God Guard your steps as you go to the house of God, and draw near to listen, rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know they are doing evil. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few, for the dream comes through much effort and the voice of a fool through many words. When you make a vow to God, do not be late in paying it, for he takes no delight in fools. Pray what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Do not let your speech cause you to sin, and do not say in the presence of the messenger of God and it was that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry on account of your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in many dreams and in many words there is emptiness. Rather, fear God. If you see oppression of the poor and denial of, of justice and righteousness in the province, do not be shocked at the sight, for one official watches over another official, and there are higher officials over them. After all, a king who cultivates the field is an advantage to the land. The Folly of Riches He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves abundance with its income. This, too, is vanity. When good things increase, those who consume them increase. So what is the advantage for their owners except to look on? The sleep of the working man is pleasant, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich man does not allow him to sleep. There is a grievous evil which I have seen under the sun, riches being hoarded by their owner to his hurt. When those riches were lost through a bad investment and he had fathered a son, then there was nothing to support him. As he had come naked from his mother's womb, so will he return as he came. He will take nothing from the fruit of his labor that he can carry in his hand. This also is a grievous evil. Exactly as a man is born, thus will he die. So what is the advantage to him who toils for the wind? Throughout his life, he also eats in darkness with great vexation, sickness, and anger. Here is what I have seen to be good and fitting, to eat, to drink, and enjoy oneself in all one's labor, in which he toils under the sun, during a few years of his life, which God has given him, for this is his reward. Furthermore, as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth, he has also empowered him to eat from them and to receive his reward and rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God, for he will 
not often consider the years of his life because God keeps him occupied with the gladness of his heart. The Futility of Life, Chapter 6. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is prevalent among men, a man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor so that his soul lacks nothing of all that he desires, yet God has not empowered him to eat from them, for a foreigner enjoys them. This is vanity and a severe affliction. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, however many they be, but his soul is not satisfied with good things, and he does not even have a proper burial, then I say, better the miscarriage than he, for it comes in futility and goes into obscurity, and its name is covered in obscurity. It never sees the sun, and it never knows anything. It is better off than he." Even if the other man lives a thousand years, twice, and does not enjoy good things, do not all go to one place? All a man's labor is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not satisfied. For what advantage does the wise man have over the fool? What advantage does the poor man have knowing how to walk before the living? What the eyes see is better than what the soul desires. This, too, is futility and a striving after wind." Whatever exists has already been named, and it is known what man is, for he cannot dispute with him who is stronger than he is. For there are many words which increase futility. What then is the advantage to a man? For who knows what is good for a man during his lifetime, during the few years of his futile life? He will spend them like a shadow, for who can tell a man what will be after him under the sun? Psalm 125, The Lord Surrounds His People, A Song of Ascents. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But as for those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead them away with the doers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. Second Timothy chapter 2 Be strong. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, Entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal, but the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. 
If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. An unashamed workman. Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth, but avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their walk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place, and they upset the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows who's those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient, when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. And those are our readings today. Another nutrient-dense day in the Word uh, for our souls. Lots of wonderful uh, wisdom and advice and guidance within these passages today which is really, truly something that we can be so appreciative of. And may we be inspired to share this with other people in our lives, especially uh, with any children in our lives, um, whether that be your own or whether that be um, relatives or um, whether you're a teacher uh, let's let's be courageous and share these tidbits of wisdom and where we learn them from with our children. Let's with children around us. From 1690 to 1777 in this country, we used to have. Um, I am blanking on the on the title of the book. That's terrible. Um, Primers. There we go. We used to have primers in all schools, whether public, private, parochial, any of those things. And for those years, it was used alongside the Bible. The Bible was in public schools. And I want us to just pause and not be dismayed that they're no longer in use but to 
get a copy of one and share them with the children in our lives so that they can have truth. It's a wonderful guide. It, it, it leads you through a series of questions, a catechism. It's how they learn the alphabet. Um, it is first grade reading level, but it will be eye-opening. If you get a copy of one of these, you can find one at www.wallbuilders.com. It will be very eye-opening to you to see that um, this is what American children used to learn from the alphabet and about the Bible. They learned from here, and then parents had them in their homes as well. So you can absolutely get a copy today from Wall Builders' website. Highly encourage it. Let's try to come together to build sturdy children who are grounded in truth rather than going through life without that foundation. And then, you know, we can hope and pray that they're going to come back to Jesus, right? But if they have this foundation now, it's highly more likely that they will return if they are led astray. And the world out there is doing an incredible job in leading our children of this country astray. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us the courage to share these nuggets of wisdom in your book from Solomon, from Paul, especially. They are so important and necessary. Absolutely. I, 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 to- I totally agree that they are necessary. And they are empowering. And they are truth. We pray for the courage to share this with others in our life and especially with children in our lives to create conversation, to create new ways of being in our homes, with our families, with your word. May it be a refreshing new way of introducing the Bible or or not necessarily introducing, if that is already happening in the family, maybe it be a new way to see and to learn from the Bible. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. So glad you're here. I am so glad that you're taking this opportunity to give yourself life and truth to ground yourself, to create a firm foundation of faith that cannot be shaken. That is directly from Jesus, and we praise the Lord. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.